This is the first episode of Top 12, where we both come up with Top 12 lists of the same subject and then compare one at a time. Today's topic is Pokemon. We're doing Pokemon from all of the generations. So this is Top 12 Pokemon of all time, and we're counting each evolution as a separate item for the list, potentially, as well as Alolan forms and Mega Evolutions could potentially be their own item on the list. Uh, It's also important to note that these are personal favorites, so just, if you disagree, I mean, that's to be expected. Like, I'm sure everyone has their own favorites. But yeah, we're pretty old-school Pokemon fans, so I anticipate these lists will be mostly Gen 1. But we'll see. We will see. There may be a few surprises. Alright, ready to start? Yep. Now, my number 12 is actually uh, probably the weakest reasoning out of my whole list, so... Probably best if we don't start off with my 12. No, go ahead. You've already set it up. What is this? Uh, okay. Uh, number 12 on my list is Dugong. Dugong. Evolve form of seal. Now, I just generally like both the visual aesthetic of seal and Dugong, but also like the play on words with the name dugong what it there's actually a um it's a sea mammal uh, like a manatee right is called a dugong huh i did not realize that so it's one of those ones where they basically have the name of a thing that actually is the Pokemon name. Like, it's spelled differently, but it's pronounced the same way. But it's just a fun-sounding word. It is fun to say. If I was a Pokemon and I could only say my name, I feel like Dugong would be a, a pretty good contender. Right. I also generally like a lot of the water and ice type Pokemon. So I expected there would be at least a couple of them that would make this list. All right. Dugong is no exception. Uh, My number 12 is actually Gengar. Probably one of the coolest Pokemon. I I feel like that's safe to say. Um, You see him in a lot of merch, like, you know, Gengar backpacks and things. Like, he's just... I think everyone kind of agrees he he's just really cool plus like the if if we're talking gen 1 like there's there's only one ghost type I mean I know there's there's a few more in later generations but they're still relatively a rare type and Gengar being the third form of a ghost type is just makes him kind of unique compared to some of the other ones uh, especially since In the original games, actually all games of Pokemon, you have to actually trade away a Haunter to get a Gengar. Right, that, yeah. Um, It's one of the trade evolutions. One of those trade evolutions that makes it even more rare because it's always cool when someone has has one of those. So, slight slight spoiler for my list, actually. Interestingly enough, uh, 
Gengar, when I was making my list, actually went back and forth with Dugong for the last place, right at the end. And Uh. Dugong just barely won it out. So (laughs) I almost started my list off with Gengar as well. Alright, no worries then. We got Gengar on the list anyway. Or on my list. That's interesting though, because I am very curious as to how similar our lists are going to be. Um, we've not discussed with each other at all what we have on our lists, so um, this will be a surprise. Would you like to start us off on number 11? All right. Number 11, Vaporeon. Mm. Now, I already got talking about those water types with number 12, and Vaporeon is definitely my favorite of the evolutions. All right. I know that that's a bit of a spoiler that's saying that I'm not going to have, like, Glaceon or Espeon now, or any of those past this point, but it it's definitely worth mentioning. That's that's fair. I already knew that Vaporeon was your favorite evolution, so it's not a spoiler for me, uh, personally, but yeah, um... Some of them, some of them have really strong designs. I I especially like Espeon, Umbreon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon as the best designed Pokemon. Yeah, uh, for the evolutions. But for me, Vaporeon is just one step above the others. Yeah, I, I can agree with those ones you singled out. Those, I think, are definitely the best um, design-wise. But yeah, as you have a preference for water types, and Vaporeon is, is fairly unique as far as um, the design. Like, the tail is more interesting, I think, than most evolutions. And then there's the, um, there's like the fins on the side of the head. Yeah, a lot of the evolutions focus on the head and the body, but Vaporeon is the only one that has that tail aspect, as far as as far as I remember when I was looking through them. Yeah. Well, uh, slight change of pace here for my number 11. Um, I know so far we've been all Gen 1, but I'm going to throw in a curveball here. Straight out of Gen 6, Esper. All right, n- now... If you're not familiar, Esper is this cute little gray bipedal cat thing. Um, it's a psychic type, and it's... I love the... I mean, for one, it's it's really cute, but I also love the story behind it. Like, it's it has all of its psychic energy stored in little spots on its head, which it covers up with its ears in order to dampen its power. If Esper raises its ears up, everything in a 300-foot radius around it gets destroyed. So it, it's it got to stay focused at all times to keep its ears down if it wants to have any friends, basically. You know, it, it's interesting because I was actually looking, trying to look into... Uh, Esper's evolve form uh, for my for my list just because the I like I like the design on the evolved form a little bit better 
because there's mm. also two designs that are distinctly different but interesting right and i wasn't actually expecting esper to show up on on your list so this is definitely a surprise yeah yeah i think the evolve form having those t- two different uh color palettes and like slightly different designs i think is interesting and that's something you don't see enough of in pokemon i think shinies were a great opportunity to do this and you see it somewhat with like shiny gyarados being red versus the blue gyarados but for the most part shinies are kind of lackluster like it's oh this one's slightly yellow tinted or this one is like a slightly different shade of green right and even the like there are other pokemon that have male and female differences like the heart-shaped tail of pikachu but they're usually like minor things like oh pikachu has a different shaped tail or butterfree has a different pattern in the wings yeah and even those are like some of the more interesting ones it's it makes sense that they would be subtle because like male and female is actually not really going to be that different but there are some cases like like a lot of birds you know have are really like the male will be like really bright like like a um like a peacock and a peahen sure um i don't know i think it's it's an area where pokemon has hasn't really um explored enough of the possibilities but um but i actually prefer esper to the um, the evolve forms, I, I, I think it's Meowzik. Meowzik, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I I prefer Esper. Just simple little gray derp with tremendous psychic ability. And I haven't seen too much of the more recent show, but I have seen the episode that Esper is from, and it is just it is way more emotional than the average episode of Pokemon in that, like, imagine the movie Up, but where Esper is the old man. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, they come to this mansion and Esper's there all by himself and it's like they find out that the owner died and Esper's just, like, alone in this mansion it's it's a time. That's terrifying. <laughs> Who would read a children's episode like that? That's my number 11, Esper. Uh, well, all right then. So our, our talk about gender differences in the uh, Pokemon uh, brings me to a good transition to my number 10, uh, Butterfree. Oh, Which I, thought... I actually mentioned during that. Yeah, I thought you were about ready to say Nidoran. And I was like, which one's it going to be? <laughs> Which Nidoran? No, no, Butterfree. Butterfree holds a special place in my heart for a number of reasons. Um, one of which being it was part of the first team that I took to beat the Elite Four back when I was playing Yellow Version. Mm-hmm. Another of which being that myself, like a lot of others, it was the first Pokemon that I ever fully evolved. Yeah. Since bug types evolve quickly. Ash included. 
Ash included. <laughs> and speaking of Ash, the whole situation with Ash's Butterfree in the anime and Butterfree leaving. Yep. All in all. Just great choice. All in all, Butterfree, we miss you. Please come back. I mean, how long do insects live? Sorry. Butterfreeze we... live forever. <laughs> we won't go there. Well, that was my 10. So what's your number 10? Chespin! <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have very little reason for this. I just love the little leaf boy. He's so good. I don't really know what else to say. He's, his name is fun to say. He's got a great design. I mean, you're saying about as much as I said for Dugong. Yeah. I just, I like his color palette as well, like the browns and greens. I think there's too much, um, like, there's too much just wanting to paint a Pokemon like a solid color. Like, oh, this is a grass type. I'm gonna make it entirely green. Or this is water type. It's gonna be a blue penguin thing. Like, that's all different shades of blue. Like... I, I like that Chespin has some a good amount of brown in him, but he's still got his like little leaf like hat thing. I, he's just good. He's good. I think I think they could do with more brown green color palette combos for just grass types in general. Yeah, without having to be like like made of wood or something weird. Like you're allowed to use brown. It's a good color. All right, number nine. Oh, no! <laughs> I didn't realize that until you just said number nine. What? My number nine is Ninetales. <laughs> How is that possible that you didn't notice that? I don't know. <laughs> you were that deep into, like rearranging your list and trying to make it like reflect your opinions to, to the... I didn't I didn't pay attention to what pokemon was what number just how they were relative to each other Yeah yeah same but that's just I figured when you were writing it out to read off here you would notice Oh no I'm just reading it off the same thing that we were just rearranging it on Oh they're not numbered on They're your... not numbered on there oh, I see fair enough Ninetales. Ninetales. Very elegant, based on uh, the Kitsune, nine-tailed fox, spirit. Not sure what else to say, just beautiful Pokemon, well-executed, good mythological basis. Yeah, and I would say probably in a large part, like, the Western world's introduction to that mythological basis, like... Yeah, I, there's these days there's there's like Naruto and stuff as well, of course. But I when Pokemon first came out, I can't think of anything else that really that really had a multi-tailed fox of any kind. Yeah, at least as far as we're concerned, I think that was our introduction to that. And yeah, it's it's definitely it feels pretty epic. It's a good choice. I think Kurama from Yu Yu Hakusho, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, true. I'm other, fu- fuzzy other on the details him. of that show, though, but... Um, 
And even even then, I don't remember if they actually showed him as a multi-tailed fox or if he was just generically labeled as a fox spirit. Anyway. All right. Um, You're number nine? Kangaskhan. So not nine tails. Not nine tails. Ah. Um, Could have had two nine tails as the number nines. No, that was no. that was that was excellent. But uh, personally, Kangaskhan, Kangaskhan though, is like this kangaroo dinosaur thing. I just, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I've just always thought they were great. See, when I was going through, I thought long and hard about Kangaskhan, and I almost put. I almost put Mega Kangaskhan hmm. in the running because Mega Kangaskhan is just Kangaskhan, but the baby in its pouch gets up and like starts fighting with its Oh parent. yeah, I have seen that. That is pretty cool. But I think just for nostalgia reasons, I, I have to lean towards regular Kangaskhan over Mega. Right. But I think there is something about not having an evolved form that really makes a Pokemon stand out. Like, Kangaskhan doesn't evolve, really. I mean, other than, I guess, the Mega in more recent times. But it's just, like, that's just... That's just what it is. In the same way that, like, Electabuzz or Magmar or Mr. Mime. It's, like, that's just... That's it. And, and for some reason, that stands out way more than any number of, like, two-form or three-form Pokemon. Yeah, when a Pokemon doesn't have other forms, they have to stand out on their own. Whereas some Pokemon, you, you'll get these three-form Pokemon that the first poke, the first form gets to focus on being a cute little thing... And the last form gets to focus on being this big menacing thing. And then this middle form is just sort of stuck. Kakuna. <laughs> Kakuna. Yeah. And uh, there's other ones as well where like Ratatat and Raticate, you end up with like... I, I, I think both of them are pretty cool. But I guess maybe because you see them for like half the amount of time as opposed to something... Something like uh, Hitmonlee, where it's like it's just Hitmonlee the whole time, right? Plus, they're naturally they're they're usually stronger because they don't get to evolve and get powered up. So it's usually like your your one form type is going to be just stronger than your first form of of a lot of other stuff. Um, at least it seems that way to me. I mean, I think it usually is kind of that way. Because otherwise, there would be no point in using the Pokemon if they weren't strong enough to stand on their own without the evolution. Yeah. Plus, Kangaskhan is clearly named after Genghis Khan, and I don't know who better you would want to go into battle with. Like, come on. (laughs) Number eight. All right. Uh, My number eight, uh, and this is probably going to be a surprise for you, is Pikachu. I'm sure you were expecting this to be higher on the list. I knew Pikachu would make your list because you 
your um you played yellow version back in the day but i wasn't sure where i guess i would have expected it to be in the top half but i i understand making these lists there's a lot to shuffle through and stuff there's there's a lot and pikachu is just a really strong pokemon it's the icon of the series Mm -hmm. it's the first pokemon i ever had due to yellow version it's it's a it's a good choice it's a a good pokemon like if we have to explain to you who pikachu is you're probably listening to the wrong podcast here like i don't know why or the wrong episode or the wrong episode for sure yeah um pikachu yeah all right what about your number eight well you had your evolution a bit earlier than mine but number eight jolteon I agree very strongly with what you said about um, Vaporeon, Jolteon, uh, Espeon, and Umbreon having the best designs. But while your personal favorite out of that group is uh, Vaporeon, mine is Jolteon. I just, I like the spiky yellow design, but it's, it's still able to look really cute when it needs to, even though it's all spiky. It's, it's just a good balance. I think I think Zapdos and and Jolteon are the only ones that they really decided to use that really sharp edge spike pattern effectively with. Yeah. I and think if you look at the uh if you look at all the evolutions like lined up, I would say Jolteon's probably the most visually striking because for the most part, the EVs are very, like, smooth. Like, if you look at Umbreon and Espeon, like, they're really nice designs, but they're still just, like, smooth four-legged creatures. And Vaporeon, uh, actual body is, is fairly smooth and, like, rounded. But Jolteon's just, it got that nice, like, spike pattern. I think it makes for a good design for an electric type but i'm not sure if i would want them to do it more often yeah it's um because that would diminish the effect that just looking at jolteon or zapdos compared to similarly grouped pokemon being the evolutions and the birds yeah it's what makes them stand out it's it's the um the scarcity that makes it uh, appealing to some degree. Like, if they, yeah, if they were all, sp- like, spiky, then it would be the, the smooth one that stands out the most. And, I mean, wh- when you're talking about something like Legendary Birds or, like, Evolutions, being the most different isn't always a good thing because you do want some consistency in, like, the design. But I think Jolteon pulls it off in a way that's not... It still clearly belongs with the Eevees, but it's just the most appealing to me. And I suppose we'll move straight on to number seven, which my number seven is Zapdos. Well, there you go. Speaking of... Speaking of the spiky electric type. <laughs> yeah. it's Zapdos is just this powerful Thunderbird who is it just looks awesome with the the spiky design 
and um, as sort of an added bonus, reminds me of Quetzalcoatl from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> but yeah, just my favorite legendary bird. Um, definitely, uh, I, I like the name as well. Like Zapdos is is really right. I think it's it's a, it's another one of those fun sounding names. It, it clearly communicates that it's an electric type, but it's it's doesn't come off as cheesy sometimes the ones that are like too on the nose come come out as kind of cheesy but it's like it's still a cool name for a legendary bird while also being very obviously like zap right on the subject of legendary birds i really wanted and and fought to to get articuno on my list but i just couldn't uh Articuno just didn't make the cut. That is a surprise because I yeah, I was already expecting Articuno to to be in your like top four or something. Um yeah. It's sometimes I think we're gonna find through the course of making this show, sometimes ones you expect will be in the top just slowly get pushed down as you as you find more and more things that deserve to be higher up. Anyway, uh What's your number seven? Well, my number seven, to finish out this first part, is Vulpix. Vulpix. Okay, I did know that one was coming, because Ninetales made the list, and I was fairly certain that Vulpix was higher up on your list than Ninetales. Right. Now, Vulpix is basically, what if Ninetales, but small, adorable, and just loving? Yeah. Vulpix is way more friendlier than Ninetales um, in appearance. Like, Ninetales is kind of like, um, kind of, I, I don't know, I wouldn't want to step on Ninetales' toes. I feel like I'd get just torn to shreds. Vulpix is, is great. And then on top of being this cute fluff ball of fire that is this multi-tailed fox creature... You also have Brock's Vulpix from the show. Which just adds to it. Which just adds to, like, the nostalgia, the adorableness, just everything. Well, that was 12 through 7. This concludes part 1. Check out part 2 for the top 6.